Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Phones to silent, doors to cross-check, hold on to your hats. This is Five Yard Rush, your fantasy football podcast, with your hosts, Stocks, Sparky, Murph, and Nick. Yo, Rush Nation, what's happening? It's your boy, Stocks. It's Wednesday, it's our third show of the week. No, it isn't Super Bowl week, you're not re-listening to old episodes. Free agency has gone mental. Happy new league year, Murph. How are you? Happy new league year to you too, mate. All good? Just when I thought it's going to start slowing down, you're looking at the news before bed and you're getting a few bits and pieces, but then it all went off as we went to sleep and during the night I wake up, we're in a whole new world. It's just mad. I don't really understand what happened. I don't really know what happened. It's like I went into a coma and Brown, Bell, Beckham all play for different teams now. I don't understand. It's... Free agency this year is mental. It's going to shake up fantasy football, that's for sure. Oh, it really is. It's really going to go uh, crazy now. Um, there's also some exciting news for us. Is we're officially on the meta tags, calling this season two, because it's the new league year, even though technically this is the third season you've done a podcast on, but I guess the first was sort of a trial slash can't be found in many public areas. So that's probably season two. Probably for the best as well, if I'm honest. <laughs> Yeah, season two, meta tagged. Don't really know what that means. Hope you can all find us exactly where you found us before. We'll find out as of publishing this evening, I suppose. It's going to be interesting. So we've got more free agency stuff to talk about today. Uh, hope you're not bored of it already, Rush Nation. I imagine not. Go and find the podcast. We're available pretty much everywhere. I don't. Well, yeah, I'm not sure we ever got onto uh, iHeartRadio, did we, Murph? No, not as of yet. I'm still working on that, but it's not happening. That's fine. And then give us a review. We would absolutely love if you could give us a five-star review, especially on iTunes. And you get one of the limited edition patches. They are flying off the shelves. I think there's only 12 left now. Uh, Antonio, if you're listening, your second one went out today because I knew you didn't get it in time and I didn't want you to leave Poland without one. So you might have two. So Hallelujah. Like, happy days. Don't be selling that We don't even have one. Well, we do. At the moment, we have 12. Oh, okay. But yeah, don't go selling that on eBay, because that would be too smart. <laughs> so yeah, we're doing free agency stuff, and then I think pretty much that's us, Murph, is it? More free agency stuff? General Wednesday? Just more free agency stuff. We'll update uh, how many top uh, free agents are left on the 101 list. So we just go through like the top 25, 50 who's like left, and 
what we're kind of expecting, some deals maybe that we know about, and uh, yeah, just see where we get to. I, I would also like to apologise. I've got a cold again. I'm blaming my son, so thanks, H. But if I sound like a bag of rubble, it's because I feel like one. And uh, your love on Twitter and Instagram would be much appreciated because my wife doesn't seem to care about the podcast, so doesn't care that I have a bad voice. Right, there's only one place we can start, really, and that is what the devil are the Giants playing at? They've traded OBJ to the Browns. The Giants, I, the Giants traded Beckham and received a 2019 first, a 2019 third, and safety Jabril Peppers. Uh, wow, it's actually happened. They're a young superstar wide receiver. I just don't understand this. All right, safe Jabril Peppers is a good player, but Beckham, he's one of the top three in the league, and what are you doing? Do you know what? If they'd done this last year, if they'd, they'd said, right, this is what we're going to do, we're going to do this last year, and they've not given him a new contract... I don't mind it as much for what they've got back. If you people look at the compensation side of things and think of first, a third, and Jabril Peppers, who was a first-round talent, I look at that on paper and think, okay, that's not terrible. Like, that's not... It's a big shock. But compared to what, say, Pittsburgh got for Antonio Brown, you're kind of looking at that and you're thinking, it's not horrendous. Like, you don't look at that and go, that that's mental. No. But what they did last year, and this, this is why people are really angry with the Giants organisation and and Dave Gettleman in particular, is they they paid him up last year. So what they've done is they've given him a load of guaranteed money and signing bonuses, which means that the... I'm just going to double-check the numbers, but my understanding is that Odell Beckham, they're basically going to take a hit of close to $20 million in dead money this year off this deal. So they're still losing $20 million against the cap this year wow. as a result of the trade. So that's the part that just doesn't make a lot of sense. Like... You're not only losing a marquee talent, one of, as you say, one of the top three, but because you've paid this guy up last year, you're taking a huge hit. Sorry, the number's 16 million. It's 16 million in dead money. Um, you keep in mind, when they dealt Olivier Vernon last week, they also took an 8 million hit on that. So their current dead money situation um, is 33.656 million. So that is money that they've paid off the books that goes against their cap number that they can't use towards their signings and the rest of their cap. So it's the highest dead money cap space in the NFL. And just to, like to put it in perspective, that's just that's just money that cannot be used to improve your current roster. So it's like the salary cap's around 188 million this year, around that sort of figure. You have to take $33.5 million off that figure now to come under. Because that money's attributed and gone, so you, you're you, instead of having 188 million dollars worth of talent, you're now playing with 155 million dollars worth of worth of talent. So it, you're already suffering. So good good teams of Patriots have about 700 thousand in dead cap. My Buccaneers have 94k in dead cap. So that's good roster management to have this kind of money is irresponsible. And that's I think to be honest, you know, we said a couple of weeks ago jokingly that maybe. I should have gone and been the GM of the Giants. Um, I'm starting to think maybe, you know, not joking, should go and be the GM of the Giants because I do a better job than than Dave Gettleman. This is this is just ridiculous. Like they they're getting to the point now where they've got no talent left on that that roster. It's just I don't understand it. Like I, I just I don't get like I owe an apology actually to Charlie for my the kicker because I said there's absolutely no way. OBJ gets traded. Who takes the money hit this year on such a, a talented player? Charlie, I'm sorry. Um, I should have always stuck to my general rule that you should never underestimate the predictability of stupidity. I just didn't believe anyone was that stupid. <laughs> and Dave Gettleman has proved me wrong. I'm going hands down. This is single-handedly the worst trade of all time, given the fact that they could have done this a year ago with the same principles and gone, I, I'm uh, fine. Like it's not a great trade. But given what you've got back compensation, you can live with it. But the dead money, it's just, it's just, it's just poor, poor management. Why pay the guy then trade him a year later? It makes, it makes absolutely no sense. If you trade him next year and the money's not as bad, that's fine. But you're not getting anything that's going to help you win now. You just suffer. Your whole team suffers. So you're getting rid of him almost as like a favour. Yeah. Well, I think they said, uh, Gettleman said on the 3rd or 2nd of February, something along the lines, we haven't signed him to trade him. And now, the 13th of March, they've traded him. It just does not make sense. So, Murph for GM. 
I completely support you, brother. Well, listen, I'm not being funny. I've got a uh, a nephew who listens to the podcast, and he's 12, and it, probably he wouldn't have done this move. So, yeah, you know, I, I I feel for Giants fans out there because it's not just losing a big name. That's always hurt. When you lose a, a good player to your team, your marquee talent, that's really bad. But when it actually then affects the future years of the teams, like that's when you're looking at it and thinking, I just don't know what they do here. And they've got two picks in the first round. That is great, but they need so many players. Yeah, so many players they need. And I tell you who I'm really worried about from a fantasy perspective because this is a fantasy show. So I guess we should talk about fantasy. Old time saying. I, I'm worried about Saquon oh. a little bit because you're looking at this move, and this is on paper the Cowboys' move, having a pretty average quarterback, having no wide receiver talent. Like Sterling Shepard is fine. He's fine. Listen, if you if you haven't got Sterling Shepard, he's free for some reason on your dynasty rosters then i'd be going to pick him up because he's going to be worth something just in the the sheer numbers rate of it he's going to get everything because there isn't anyone else on that roster to throw the ball to currently they might draft a rookie but as we've said on the show taking a rookie qb uh wide receiver sorry is is very very risky because they don't get massive production year one so unless you're odell beckham yeah sterling (laughs) shepherd and yeah exactly we'll we'll go back five six years for that so sterling shepherd evan ingram might be worth it but saquon if I'm look, if I'm playing the Buccaneers, if I'm playing the Giants this year now, and I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, right, how am I going to stop the Giants' offense? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to stat the box. And it's exactly what happened when Des Bryant left uh, Dallas. They got C. Kelly and they went fine. Stat the box. Stat the box. And you're just going to stop those runs. And he might break one away for 12, 15 yards, but he's going to have so many two yard, one yard runs. He's just not going to... I mean, in a PPR format, he'll survive because he'll get all the receptions. But in a standard um, format, I'm a little concerned because I just think he will get all the touches. I just don't think he's going to be as productive because, as we saw with Zeke a couple of years ago, they'll just stack the box and they'll just shut it down. And until they get a a threat that they can um, make the move away from stacking the box and and, and getting a deep ball threat or just a, a decent 20, 30 yard threat that's going to make teams think twice about the scheme. He's not going to do anything. It's bad. I just, they're going, they're going to win three games next year. I'm saying it now, Giants fans. And I apologize because you fans don't deserve it. You don't deserve to. How does, have that. sorry to cut in. Uh, how does Jack feel about this for the Browns point of view? Have you spoke to him today? Yeah, I spoke to Jack actually. I did speak to him today. Um, Jack is, you know, they don't, they don't mind the move. Um, it's just a case of what they do. So Antonio Brown wants um, Odell Beckham wants to restructure his contract to be bigger than Antonio Brown's, and I think that for Jack is a concern. Uh, many Browns fans I've spoken to are delighted, and, and why wouldn't you be? You're talking about getting a marquee talent that they don't have. I think from a roster perspective, now something that that Browns fans might not fully understand with the ramifications of this deal, they are over the salary cap now. They had a load of money that they've rolled over. And we talked about this briefly. So they've got a savings buffer. So they've still got some money to spend, but you can use it once. It does That money doesn't exist forever. Yeah, exactly. So you kind of use that money, it's gone. So they currently sit over the salary cap minimum, but they had a, about $60 million in rollover money that they had. So the great thing that they've done over the... When they weren't very good, they had a GM called Sashi Brown, who's a controversial figure. What Sashi Brown did is he... Um, was very, very smart, and he stashed away picks, and he uh, traded away assets and got picks back and worked the competitive pick. He traded back and got more picks, and he ended up stacking a load of picks, first round, second round talent, very high positions. So you saw last year they had two number one picks. Um, They were basically buying second round, first round picks for players as parts of trades and were getting lots lots of picks back. So what they did is they started getting these picks and started getting these young players, Miles Garrett, Baker Mayfield, Denzel Ward, Jabril Peppers, although he's gone now. And they started getting all of these talents. Um, and now what they're doing is they're now adding the pieces that take them over the top. So they were really smart with the salary cap to put them into this position, rolled over loads of cap, rolled over loads of cap. Now they're spending that money. The worry is, one, how much you pay Beckham because it looks like it could be a $100 million deal, which is going to be tough. And you've still got Jarvis Landry, who is still a top eight, top seven paid wide receiver. So you've got to get him off the books at some point. If you don't do it this year, you've got to do it soon. Because he's drawing $14, 15000000 million on his own. 
So that's an expensive wide receiver combo. And even though your quarterback's cheap because he's on a rookie deal, but they're kind of banking on there's a um, collective bargaining agreement where every 10 years they review the player situation and they're in the camp of they're expecting there to be a holdout in 2021 so that there's no cap or there maybe is no league. And they just think, we'll go all in now, try and win it in the next two years. If they don't get a handle of their cap situation, their Super Bowl window is two years. So if they don't win it this year and they don't win it next year, they're, they're, they're in real trouble. Real, real trouble. Unless they start fixing it now by offloading big contracts. Because they're paying a lot of guaranteed money. And they've gone from a very healthy cap situation one to one that's it's not precarious just yet, but it's pretty close. So they need to show some concern. John Dorsey's going out there and spending all this capital that they've built up. Well, that's, yeah. And then you've got Baker Mayfield in four years' time, Miles Garrett in three years' time, or four and five years' time, respectively. I don't know their contract length off the top of my head. They're going to want big money. And then Beckham, as you say, is $25 million a year-ish. If, they, if it is $100 million over four years, that's 25 a year. And Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think we're quite that high. I think you're probably looking at over $20 million, maybe $20, $21, million a year. It depends how much they guarantee. This goes back to what our point yesterday is, I'm not overly bothered about the whole contract. Um, Landon Collins is a great example. People see six year, 84 million, but the, the, it's the three years at 45, 48 million. That's what you need to concentrate. You need to think of it as a three year deal. You look at the deal and the guaranteed money because that's the, essentially the deal. Um, everything else comes as a an optional extra. If you take it on, you know what you're getting at and the market then might reset. So in three years time, if Odell's got three years of guaranteed money, his fourth year, which might still be at quite a high rate, might be actually the market average, and then you don't mind if he's producing. But let's not forget Odell Beckham as well misses time; he gets injuries. Mm-hmm. It's it, there is a risk to this deal, but it's showing the ambition of they're all in, and the NFC North has massively depleted. With um, you saw what's happened with the Ravens' defense; they've lost four or five real key pieces. You talk about Steelers have lost Bell and Brown. You've you've talked about. Um, Bengals. Cincinnati not signing anyone yet. They've just bought back a couple of players and they're with a new coach and a bit of flux. So at the end of the day, you know, this is the Browns' time to not just win the division, but to make a run. But for me, their window is now two years. They've got two years to win it. Whereas I think if they build it up maybe a bit gently, they, you know, maybe they can sustain that window a lot longer like a Patriots model and try and build for sustained growth, That's a, which I think is their trajectory. And John Dorsey's accelerated it massively and said, we're all in. It's definitely theirs to to win now for sure. With the people like you just say becoming worse essentially as teams, slightly possibly. Who knows? Especially with the Ravens, they're built for defense, and to lose four or five key pieces is surprising. I think. Yeah, it, I I think it, it's just something that's going to happen. I mean, you're losing, but they're losing experienced players, and I think that's always going to hurt. That puts them into a little bit of a transition year unless they draft some really good talent so it's something to really consider I think they're going to need to be either very smart in this period or they need to but they've lost him to mega money maybe Suggs has gone home and we don't know the details of that deal but you're not paying CJ Mosley 85 million dollars over six years and you know you're looking at those sorts of deals and you think yeah we're not going to match that that's just it's part of what happens so then the Browns are 63% chance of winning the AFC North this year is that high percentage? I mean, if, considering that we're talking about we're in March. And we're talking about the Browns. And we're talking about the Browns, who haven't gone above seven wins in about ten years. That's, I mean, that's a very high probability. I mean, you're talking about in a league that's supposed to build parity. Talking about we haven't even had a draft yet. And you're saying you're a 63% chance. I expect that number to come down slightly as the draft comes in and the rest of free agency kicks in. But that is high. I mean, in a 14 in a race, to have a 63% chance of winning, that's more than significant I mean that's in a two horse race you'd say 63% is sizable in a four horse race that's huge huge so so let's stay in the barrels talk about Odell Beckham and his fantasy value uh, I, I think it takes a dive maybe not a dive dive strong but I don't think it's he's not he's not as good there as he is at the Giants we've seen Baker Mayfield likes to spread the ball about in college he did the same thing last year likes to spread the ball about his entire offense you've got Jarvis Landry who already commands targets David Njoku now you add OBJ to the mix you've got you don't let's not forget Kareem Hunt second half of the season and Nick Chubb they can both catch the football Nick Chubb not so much but Kareem Hunt is definitely a three down back and I don't know whether he's 
a premium talent like he was fantasy wise before. I can see the argument for that. I I wouldn't want to make many judgments on it until I know what happens with Landry. Now, if I'm the GM, if I'm John Dorsey of the Browns, I'm shopping Landry. I'm getting that contract off the books. That might be an unpopular position to, for some people. I don't know. I don't mind. Whatever. Um, but I would be shopping him. I think it's a big contract. You're talking about 14 and a half. Is, you know, if you can trade him, I think you get about eight, nine million back this year in the cap, which you can use. They still need to improve for me the offensive front. Um, they probably still, they still need a cornerback. They now don't have that first round pick, which I kind of was slating them to go cornerback then. So they need to think of a way in which they're going to get that, that talent that's going to help. Um, still need a couple of pieces for me. So, um, I think based on that, any money they can get back in the cap to, to bring in some players that can assist be good back to Beckham's fantasy value. I think at the moment you're going to look at that and he's, he's going to get, I mean, they're paying him a, a, a huge amount of money. We don't know what the figure is going to be. We know he's going to get a big deal. We're guessing 20, 21 million a year, maybe based on that, I would expect he'll get the lion's share. And if Landry does go and that's the smart play, then I wouldn't expect him to get a huge target hit. Don't forget Odell Beckham last year, didn't see a huge drop in production with Saquon there. So I'm not worried about what the passing backs are going to do. They are going to get X amount percentage of receptions, and I think that's fine. But you looked at Munkin's scheme last year in, in Tampa, and everybody ate. Adam Humphreys ate. Mike Evans was second in the NFC in yards. Djax ate when uh, Fitz was throwing him the ball, and he got targets, just wasn't making them with Winston. Godwin got targets. O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard ate until he was injured. Break came in, got a bit. I'm not worried about Munkin's scheme and him getting... And I think that's that's what I'd be looking at is I'd still put him in that wide receiver, rank three, four-ish. I'm still saying he wouldn't be my first off the board. I still think that's going to be DeAndre Hopkins. I still think I'd put Adams in front of him. And then I think it's a toss-up um, after that. Um so don't panic is what you're saying? I don't think panic. I think if Landry's there in in a month's time, two months' time, I would panic. Then I would start to think, okay, maybe there's something to this. But I, I would expect, and the sensible thing for me would be for him to be traded. Because I think to tie up 35-ish million this year on your one and two wide receiver is mad. So... I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't expect Landry to remain. I could be totally wrong, but looking at my perspective, I, I couldn't see that. Mm. It's a nice fantasy lineup, though. The Browns' offense at the moment. Oh yeah, you'd be buying shares of Baker. You'd be buying shares of Chubb, Chubb, um, Beckham, Landry. I mean, Landry not so much, but um, you would you take him as your wide receiver too? I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I'm not a big Landry guy. Um, I, I think he's incredibly inefficient personally. Um, he gets yards, and he gets targets, but he, for me, he, his yards after catch aren't great. Um, he doesn't win a lot of contest. Well, he wins some contested balls, but I don't. I just don't. I, I, he gets very short distance. He's almost like a, a give and go receiver. He doesn't get big over the top plays. And I think, yeah, the yards after catch is the thing that really concerns me. The difference between a good wide receiver and a great wide receiver is what they do once they get the ball. Jarvis Landry, for me, in his career, when you look at like prospect profile, uh, player profiler, for example, you look at his yards after catch numbers, they're not brilliant. So you're relying on the quarterback to do all the work. And I don't like players that don't have huge yaks. Um, I'll tell you who's got a great yak, Nikhil Harry. Oh, yeah. Who should be your 101 in a rookie draft. Really? Yeah. Over who? Who are we going to take above him? Well, I've, I'd, first of all, I'd, I'd want to see the draft first. Um, well, I'm saying right now. Right now, Josh Jacobs. All right. Because your running back's going to get I meant wide receiver. Oh, top wide receiver on the board. based Without any landing spots, I, I, I could see the argument on that. And definitely I'd put him over DK Metcalf or, or someone like that. Um, him or Kevin Harmon, or they're probably the two you can sort of debate over. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think I'm taking him over a, a decent rookie running back because you can plug in a rookie running back week one, and they're going to produce numbers. Uh, we see that with, I know there isn't a Saquon in this class, but Saquon's a good example. Philip Lindsay was a good example. Rookie running backs produce very early in their careers. Whereas wide receivers that we keep talking about, year one, 
it's not great. You have to pay the way down the line. And they will pay off for you, but... I do have some breaking news. Go for it. It's not... Uh, it's both... Both of these are Redskins related. Um, there's actually going to be some cuts. So the Redskins are releasing uh, defensive lineman Stacy McGee. And uh, they tried to trade him a few days ago and they haven't had any luck with that. They're also releasing linebacker Zach Brown. Hmm. So again, uh, multiple teams expressed interest, but they couldn't get someone to agree a price. So both of them are off the Redskins roster, I guess with... Uh, Paying Landon Collins all that money comes cap casualties, and these seem to be two of those. See ya. We've talked about OBJ for long enough, I think. Let's talk about Le'Veon Bell. Now, it came out that he'd signed a deal, and nobody knew where he was going. <laughs> it's funny. Twitter went into meltdown. Everyone was just saying, come on, Bell, where are you going? Where are you going? I've never checked Twitter so much. My fantasy life depends on it. And he's ended up in the New York Jets. After holding out the entire 2018 season... The Jets are paying him $52.5 million over four years. 35 mil is guaranteed. I don't hate it. Well, I do hate it because I've got Elijah Maguire and I thought he was going to be the Don there, but he's not anymore. No, that's that's going to be something. If you've got shares in Maguire, you need to have a, th- a think and a rethink about what to do. Um, it seemed pretty obvious. I mean, after all, we all know how Adam Gaze likes tacos. So to get Taco Bell kind of made sense. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> So, um, I don't know why people were worried. We all knew all along, right? That he was going to... No, I'm joking. We, we was, I did think he'd go to the Steelers. I really believed he would go to the Steelers. But I don't hate this move um, at all. Um, my Here's my concern. Adam Gaze, 2018, has a pretty good talent in uh, Kenyon Drake as running back and gave all the carries to Frank Gore. And I know Frank Gore is not at the Jets and he can't sign for the Jets, but... I do worry about Adam Gaze's schemes. Does he really get the best out of running backs? Because in every team he's ever been an offensive coordinator or a coach of, he's not demonstrated to me that he's a huge lover of elite running backs. So I I am a little concerned with this move from a fantasy perspective. I do think it warrants some thought. But So what you're saying is Elijah McGuire is the new Frank Gore. Potentially, um, you know, I yes. think it's the good thing with Maguire is he's young and depending on how long Bell actually decides he wants to play football on his guaranteed money deal, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I do worry about it just a tad. Um, I think had he gone to the Steelers, I wouldn't have worried. And I know that they he the, was at the Steelers. I mean, not Steelers, the, the Raiders, the Raiders. If he went to the Raiders, I think I'd have been more OK as a Bell owner in a league. I'm a little concerned I'm not worried about him having that much competition. I'm just worried about, is he really going to get, and, you know, they've just invested in Jameson Crowder. Um, I think it's Jameson Crowder at the end of the day, but (laughs) you have to consider the fact that it's going to be a pass-heavy offense, and I'm just worried about the kind of runs. For me at the moment, just on what I know of Adam Gaze and having not seen anything of how this is all going to play out, you're relying on Bell to get your touchdowns to be successful. That's unless they involve him massively in the passing game, which could happen. But that's my concern. I'm not saying don't draft him. I'm not saying. I'm just saying be a bit cautious and maybe look for more information. If you're in a draft in the next few days, maybe try and get your GM to, or your commissioner to postpone the draft until the end of free agency or the draft. Because um, I'd be a little worried about where I would take him. I think he's going in about the third round right now, and uh, just a little bit. I, I can't move him up from there currently on my list. No, that's fair. Yeah, poor Elijah Maguire. Although he does provide, you know, the Bell does provide a decent dump off now for for Sam Donald to get. If he if they don't really invest in the O line, which they need to, Donald will be running for his life again, and Bell can prove that safety net maybe. Yeah, I think that's from a team perspective, as the New York Jets, it's a like it's a good move. Like they paid the money, it's it's a lot of money, but it's not it's not horrendous. Thirty five million guaranteed um, is not silly. It, it, it's big money. It's it's not something as a GM I would ever look to do. But it's not you know people see four years fifty two million, but you might not get all of that. I'd rather pay the money to him than to say for a couple of million less a year, you get Lamar Miller or Shady McCoy. Like if you're getting eight nine million for them, 
I'd pay the bit extra and get that belt, don't get me wrong. Yep. But I do worry about... Um, but he's had a year off, and that, that might be good. So we'll see what happens. But I think it, it's a good move for the Jets in the sense of it will kickstart them. They'll, they'll trend up from... What they end up with? Four wins, five wins last year? Four. So they, they should trend up from that with the additions they've made. But do I see them as a playoff team because they've got their bell? Not yet. Oh, and don't go and listen to his album on Spotify either. It's terrible. Is it really bad? It's really bad. I heard that he just mouths off about North Carolina, the Steelers and Syracuse for some random uh, yeah. hate list. So... It's, um, it's terrible. <laughs> so he's not going to quit football for being a rapper just yet? Well, no, not yet. I mean, he needs serious work on that. Just to even make me listen to the second track on the album, I've got to be honest, I didn't listen all the way through because the first one was awful. <laughs> Let's move on to the rest of the league as opposed to just with these two store stars. The Vikings. Now, this is annoying because I called Barr to the Jets. We talked about it yesterday. And then the Vikings went and re-signed Anthony Barr because he realised he was going to the Jets. Annoying. Do you think that's annoying? For me, yeah. What, for the Jets? No, for me, because I said he was going to the Jets. Then he went to the Jets, and now he's not. So, cheers, Anthony. Yeah. But, I think I think this has worked out really well for the New York Jets. I what? actually genuinely believe this has worked out really well. Because they then got Bell. No, no, well, one, because they got Bell. But two, they I what I didn't really understand when they picked up Anthony Barr is what they were going to do with him. Do you know what they were going to do with him? I'm going to make him an edge rusher. They're going to convert him to an edge rusher, which is a position he has not played since college. So you're going to pay a guy elite money to move positions to a position he's never played at at a professional level. That had recipe for desperation and disaster written all over it. So actually, for me, looking at this on paper, I'm thinking for the Jets, oh, that's a lucky escape. <laughs> because actually, I, do, I just don't love that move. If, I can't understand why you pay a guy 33, 34 million guaranteed to change positions. Like, this is very different to the offensive line if you move from guard to, to tackle. And it's, you're playing effectively the same position. You're just moving along the line a little bit and you're, you're talking about your responsibilities have changed ever so slightly. Like, you pick up a slightly different player. But essentially, it's the same sort of role. But you're talking about moving someone from linebacker to to edge rusher it's a huge different it's a whole different game like mm. I just don't understand it like what you're thinking Mantle um, lucky escape for the Jets uh, I understand the signing from the Vikings uh, I wouldn't have paid that money but you know good luck to him uh, five years 33 million guaranteed uh, 67.5 million deal if he goes all the way which I wouldn't expect him to given he's 27 now but he's uh, he's sorted for the rest of his career yeah. let's move on to an actual defensive end <laughs> Cameron Wake so the Titans lost Brian Arakapo to retirement and felt the need to add a third rusher to pair with Derek Morgan and Harold Landry Wake 37 years old was given a three year deal by the Titans worth 23 milli and only 10 guaranteed Wake is 37 but he can still bring one hell of a pass rush I don't love it and I don't hate it the 10 mil's fine but he's 37 that's pretty old I mean for for you're talking about for a defensive end, uh, that's quite old. I, I, I challenge, and if you do know someone that's older, please get in touch um, on Twitter at Five Yard Rush. It'd be good to know if there is someone older than uh, Cameron Wake who's going to be playing. I mean, he's going in a rotation role, and you know, if he plays a reduced number of snaps and it's 10 million guaranteed over a couple of years, fine. But uh, it's a very Titans move. It's kind of a lukewarm. Yeah. yeah. All right, fine. We mentioned yesterday the trades. The Chiefs, sorry, had D Ford on the trade block and then Bosch, he's gone. The 49ers, Tom, I imagine this makes you pretty happy because you've got D Ford. The 49ers gave up a 2022nd and the Chiefs just gave up D Ford. Just as well they grabbed the Honey Badger because they've lost two of their key defensive pieces this week, the Chiefs. The 49ers then gave D Ford a five year, 87.5 million deal. That's so much money. So much money. I, that's a huge amount of money. I mean, you're talking a player that, that, that let's be real, has had one good year. Mm. He's had one. And listen, it was last year. And if you're ever going to pick a year to get paid, last year. And not only that, he then cost the Kansas City Chiefs a place in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but being offside. <laughs> so, yeah, I. It's a lot of money. I like D Ford. I don't like him for that money. I mean, listen, he had a 29 quarterback hits last year. It was, 
is good. 13 sacks. Uh, I'm, I'm not one of these that buys into big sack numbers. Um, pressures, quarterback hits, they're more important to me than, um, than sacks. But, hey, listen, they're good numbers. Um, but I... He's 28. He is 28. He's still got years ahead of him, but that's a lot of money. The 49ers are... If you think what they've just spent on Quan Alexander as as a linebacker and a pretty average... I mean, I like Quan, but is he, isn't he an elite linebacker? No, and he's getting elite linebacker money, and now you're getting D4 too. Do I like D4? Yes. Is he an elite defensive end? No. Paying them that kind of money to go with the Garoppolo contract. This is another one I put in the... My word, John Lynch needs this to really pay off, because he, <laughs> this is now a guy that's all in. He's not going to get away with this not working with the amount of money they've got committed over the next couple of years. Wow. Nice. Do you know what else is nice? CMC gets some much-needed help on the Panthers' offensive line. They've signed Matt Paradis from the Broncos' centre. Matt Paradis, I should say. They they needed a centre after Ryan Khalil retired. They found a nice upgrade in my former Broncos' centre. We mentioned yesterday he's one of the top centres in the league. Does get injured, but he's very effective when he's on the field. And it's $27 million. Pretty decent get for the Panthers, that. I love this deal. I don't like it that it's the Panthers, but when I look at free agency deals, I'm looking at position of need, I'm looking at value of the contract, and I'm looking at the calibre of the player. You're talking about this is the best centre in the market. Um, you're talking about the kind of money. If you think that Morse got over $44 million, um, to get Paredes on, on this kind of deal, I think is brilliant. The other thing that this says to me is that if you are investing in your offensive line, that says to me Cam isn't as bad as people think. Injury-wise. Correct. Because I don't know why you'd invest in the piece if you're going to play a backup next year. Mm-hmm. You can talk about opportunity. You can talk about they need to do it. But you'd wait a year if it's your star, your prize possession behind behind center if, if he's not going to play. So I, this, this to me screams of Cam's going to be on, on track to play. And uh, he's not as bad as people fear. And they're lining him up. So, good move for the Panthers. This gets a, a big grade uh, for me. Um, you know, it's it's always annoying when someone in your division does really good business. <laughs> um, but hats off, I think it's a, it's a great bit of business. And uh, yeah, the injuries is the only slight concern. But the money's not ridiculous for me. I think I'm, I, I could, you know, if I was the GM, I'd sit there quite happily with that kind of deal and, and not lose too much over it. Staying on the offensive line, Roger Saffold has signed at the Titans. The Titans let starting guard Quinton Spain Spain yeah. test the free agency market and then they had a void to fill at left guard. They filled that spot by signing Rams left guard Roger Saffold to a four-year deal worth $44 million, 22 and a half guaranteed. He definitely upgrades the Titans' offensive line. But he's 31, so giving out a four-year deal, somebody with issue, injury issues, it's a bit of a gamble. I think it's really a two-year deal. Two-year, $22.5 million is how I'd be reading this deal. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I, again, it's lukewarm. The guy, the guy gets injured a lot. Is he going to play 16 games next year? Probably not. Um, so, But I always like it when teams invest in their O-line. Um, I can't fault the logic behind picking him up. Uh, he's a good player. Um, I think the Titans need more, but step in the right direction. I just think that my my big concern is, do you think this guy... The way I'd be looking at Roger Saffold, do you think he's going to play 12 games? Mm. I'm on the fence if I think he plays 12 games. So then that's what I'm thinking. Do I really want to be paying up 10, 10 and a half million a year for a guy who's only going to give me two thir- uh, three quarters of a season? That's where I'm starting to get a bit concerned. So that's my only concern. And people will, will lament when listening to this, going, oh, well, it's only money and all this. But, you know, we, we, we work hard on roster management and we try and understand what, what teams are trying to do. And... You know, throwing money away is, is is a sin, considering it's a very limited resource. We're not talking about um, the Premier League, where it's an unlimited amount of money you can spend. You've got X amount of money, and that is what gets you to be Super Bowl champions or last in your division. And teams that overspend money on deals like this, and I'm not saying this is a massive overspend, it's maybe slight, but people that chase players, positions of need, and overpay, continually end up in this cycle of being seven and nine 
eight and eight, the Jeff Fisher range. Jeff Fisher is known. This is like a Jeff Fisher signing all over. <laughs> signing a player who's perhaps a little past his best, who gets injured and paying him up. And this is why Jeff Fisher's teams finished seven and nine, eight and eight. It's these sorts of signings. That, and it's purgatory because you don't ever get a bad year to the point where you tank and then get a really good player in the draft, but you never get to the playoffs. So you're just in that purgatory. It's like Redskins, Titans. I know the Titans finished nine, seven last three years, but they've only made the playoffs one of those three years. Bengals. Uh, uh, yeah, Bengals, six, seven wins. Um, the Buccaneers. They're in this sort of purgatory at the moment of those only like winning between five and eight games, nine games and not getting to the playoffs. And that's a difficult position to be in year after year after year after year. And it's signing injured players that get you there. So a little word of caution, but I don't mind it. It's just, that's the worry. This next one upsets me. So the Texans have signed Bradley Roby, former Broncos cornerback. Houston's revamping of their secondary continues. They signed Tayshawn Gibson. Houston's revamping of their secondary continues after they signed safety to Sean Gibson to a deal. They dipped their toes back into the free agent market and signed one of the Broncos' better defensive players. It's only a one-year deal, maximum value of $10 million. But Roby was a former first-round pick. He's a talented cornerback, and considering Vic Fangio came in defensive mind to let him go, disappoints me. But the Texans needed defensive backs after they lost Kareem Jackson and Tyrion Matthews. So they paid him big money for a one-year deal. It's like the the ultimate prove-it deal. It's like, but I don't know how much more his value goes up from there. So he is talented, but he had a bad year. Um, good deal for the Texans. Um, but I think, you know, they'll, they'll, here's what I like about the deal. It's one year. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, he comes back to Denver after a year at the Texans. Or the, the if I'm Roby... The the thing I'm considering with Roby is this. I've got a team, they've only committed to me for one year, which means if he goes and hits the market next year, then I'm not going to be as loyal. I'm just thinking of the player perspective. Yeah. But they have paid him good money, so maybe that does get their attention. I don't know. Um, don't hate the move. I think it's good. Um, I think you'll end up seeing if he works out or, or if it's a flop. If it's a flop, you're not committed to it massively, which is always good, so... Well, we're going to spend a little time up in Buffalo now with an extended stay with the Bills. Start off by, well, they signed two wide receivers and an offensive lineman. The offensive lineman is Tyler Neske. I have absolutely no idea how to pronounce that, Murph. Uh, Shecky or Sheckney or whatever, something like that. All right, so Tyler, anyway. (laughs) Yeah, Tyler. Tyler, Tyler N. (laughs) Buffalo's mission to upgrade the talent around Josh Anion continues. It's the second offensive line upgrade the Bills have made. They added Mitch Morse yesterday. My, yeah, Monday. Monday. So, yeah, Tyler has long been seen as one of the best backup offensive linemen in the league. Washington was without Trent Williams or Morgan Moses. Tyler had no problem filling in for them, and he's been given a position at the starting now up in Buffalo. It's a two-year deal, $14.5 million, $7.7 million guaranteed, and your boy Josh, Josh Allen gets a bit more protection, Murph. I like this move, like a lot. Um... You know, he's now got the opportunity to prove am I worth starting money in the NFL or, or not. And, you know, that that kind of deal's good. Again, not a ton of money. Looking about three and a half million a year. Just uh, just a little tad over that. So, I don't hate this move at all. I uh, really like it. If he proves that to be really well, uh, he'll get double his money. Well, basically, they can get away from it. So, it's a one-year deal. If it doesn't work, it cut him. So, that's where the 7-7 seven, seven comes from. But... Yeah, I really like the deal. I think it's um, interesting. And anytime you can, again, I say again, add to your offensive line. You win this game with a strong offensive line and a good, strong defensive line. The Patriots proved this in the Super Bowl. Hey, it's not always pretty. And these signings are never the ones that get people off their feet. But you know what? It's still something that is going to make the game better. If Josh Allen can have more time to uh, stand in the pocket or maneuver away and scramble. We can see what he does with his legs. Uh, any move to that line and give him some protection is only going to benefit the Bills long term. So, uh, like the move, I think I think the Bills for me are one of the two or three teams so far. I would say have really impressed me in this free agency period to date. Even with this next one, I don't necessarily love this next deal, but I love the one after. Yeah, for sure. So the next guy, Cole Beasley. Wide receiver signed at Buffalo. Buffalo double dipped at the receiver to start the free agency period. They've signed former Cowboys slot receiver Cole Beasley to a four-year deal. 
$29 million. That's quite a lot for a receiver that's never had a 1,000 yards. Yeah. It is what it is, I suppose. Listen, he'll get, he'll get targets to stretch the field. Uh, is he better than what they've got? I, I don't know. I quite like Foster and Jones. He's not a bona fide two for me. He's going to spread spread the field and he's going to get a share of targets. This doesn't make him fancy relevant for me, um, despite the fact he's getting fancy relevant money. Um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't expect him to be getting more than six, 700 yards a season. So he's not a consideration for me on any of my rosters. The next guy, however, could be a fantasy steal. Wide receiver John Brown. So just a few years ago, John Brown looked like he was going to become a pretty good star wide receiver at the Cardinals. Then in 2015, he had a career high 1,003 yards, seven touchdowns in just his second year. But after that, Brown's been dealing with some injuries. Sickle cell, I think. That seems to have cleared up. And then he had a nice bounce back season last year with the Ravens. My boy Lamar Jackson. Or who Jackson going to throw to now? Crabtree's gone. Brown's gone. It's a very good question. Oh no, Lamar, what have you gone and done? Anyway, so yeah, John Brown, <laughs> last year had 715 reception uh, yards, sorry, five touchdowns. His deal was reportedly three years, 27 million, 10.1 million guaranteed. I think Robert Foster takes a bit of a setback now. Zay Jones is still going to be the outside man opposite field stretcher. John Brown with Cole Beasley playing in the slot. I actually quite like the Bills' three receivers. Sneaky. Well, four. Well, yeah, Foster is, is four, really, but I think they're all going to be fantasy relevant as wide receiver threes, flex spots if you need them to be, and I think you'll get them late in the draft. Do you want to know who the uh, what the Ravens have on depth chart? Oh. I forgot there's one half-decent player in here. Okay, tell me. Willie Sneed. Is that the half-decent player? Yeah. Oh, damn it, I thought there was going to be somebody else. <laughs> Jordan Lasley. Yeah. Chris Moore. And Quincy... Adebogio, or Adebogio. Well, irrelevant. So, but hey, listen, let's not forget they have uh, RG3 on there, so maybe he can go and play wide out. Or Lamar Jackson. They wanted him to. Yeah, so, you know, but they have they have traded uh, Flacco, so it means if you have OG3 under centre, then it means Lamar Jackson have to line up as uh, running back, uh, wide receiver. Um, probably says that they're going to go, mind you, they do have... 917 tight ends on their roster. That's true. So Maybe they they're c- going to go with like five tight five end tight sets. <laughs> Ten offensive linemen. What's meant to is I joked that on Twitter. So they're just going to line up five five tight ends in the position. And that actually might be what they do. I reckon there'll be at least one of those this season. They'll play at least five ends, tight ends once. Uh, man, Baltimore have destroyed themselves. What I love is that Lamar Jackson can't throw the ball the best of times. <laughs> now you've actually given him no one to throw the ball to. And do you know what the worst bit is? They'll probably sign DK Metcalf. Yeah, he's not lasting to that position in the draft. He's going top ten. No, uh, some muppet, nah, whatever. He's going. He's going top ten, and then people are going to realise that he can't turn right or left at any speed whatsoever. He can't. <laughs> we tweeted that out yesterday. <laughs> So the Saints have signed Latavius Murray from the Vikings. Mark Ingram appears to be headed out the door. So the Saints have opted to sign a veteran running back for a cheaper deal to back up Alvin Kamara. Murray spent time in Oakland and Minnesota before signing this deal with the Saints. Didn't have a great season in 2018, only averaging 4.1 yards a carry. But as we've seen with Mark Ingram and the Saints, they can use two running backs. So he should see a massive boost with the offensive line in New Orleans. Solid deal for the Saints. Likely wouldn't have been able to address the running back until the end of the third day on the draft coming up, but they don't have any picks. And Murray's deal is worth $14.4 million over four years. And the silence says it all. Moving no, on. No, no, no. I think, uh, do you know what? This is good if you have shares in Alvin Kamara. But is Alvin Kamara built to be an all-round running back? Yeah, because what you do is you, you, can, you can... He is. I mean, what, 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 if you look at Alvin Kamara the last couple of years... Where he's been at his absolute peak is when he's had Mark Ingram in the game as well. And it allows when they sort of line up as a two or Mark Ingram takes some of the, the battering ram duties and it preserves Alvin Kamara that little bit longer. So perhaps when they're winning games more and they, like they're quite a bit ahead, you can rest Alvin Kamara, you can cut his snap rate down and, and, and not use him. So I quite like this in the sense of you can really preserve and get the most out of Alvin Kamara over the next couple of years. Um, do I think that Latavius Murray is uh, fantasy relevant? Probably not. Not for me. Not at this stage. But if I'm desperate, <laughs> then listen. There's worse players. I, I this is where I, I put him over Shady McCoy. 
Oh. That's kind of that's kind of I'm in this realm of Latavius Murray, Shady McCoy, Frank Gore, Caelan Balage for this season only. That's kind of the realm. Oh man, poor Shady. <laughs> How the mighty have fallen. Oh fallen, he's just disappeared. Anyway, moving on to Arizona. They weren't expected to re-sign former first-round linebacker Dion Buchanan, so they dipped their feet into the free agency market and have signed former Eagles linebacker Jordan Hicks. Over the past two years, Hicks has missed 14 games. Oh, man. And he missed eight in his rookie season in 2015. Still, the Cardinals, they didn't throw too much guaranteed money at him with only 12 million of his 36 million guaranteed. This sounds like an absolute shocker. I love this. I think it's a great, great bit of business. But he doesn't play football. Listen, I agree, but you've also not guaranteed that much money. That's what I do like about it is 12 of the 36 million is guaranteed, so you're not paying a lot of money. Jordan Hicks is an elite talent for me. I think he is a brilliant football player. And I agree, the concern is, do you think he's going to appear on the field? So that is why they, his 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 deal is so heavily incentivized about him playing games. So if he doesn't play you're not on the hook for that much cash. And if he plays and he's an absolute place to his ability, you've got an absolute steal. It's smart management. Um, I, I, I really like the player. I think he's, a, he's an excellent player. Uh, if he can overcome the injury concerns. And again, what I like about it is they haven't done what other teams have done and guaranteed a shed load of money. So um, good business for me. I like it. Um, but yeah, there is obviously the injury concern, but you have to see if it pays off. Fair play. <coughs> Staying in Arizona, Cardinals have signed Brett Hundley, quarterback. Yeah. This really isn't relevant. <laughs> no, it's not relevant. It's a one-year deal, $2 million. That's it. They've also signed J.R. Sweezy, offensive guard, expected to be a two-year deal. And those are both according to Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. Also not really massively relevant. J.R. Sweezy was in Tampa um, and he was as underwhelming an offensive lineman as I've ever seen. All right, moving on. Atlanta have signed Jamon Brown, OG, offensive guard. Three years, $18.75 million, $12 million guaranteed. And they've also signed another offensive guardman in James Carpenter, four-year, $21 million. This next one, I don't know, it didn't surprise me, but I didn't think I was going to see... I just thought he was a patriot for life, Cordero Patterson. I don't know why. Yeah, no, I see what you mean. So. Just Whenever I've heard, of, I just thought patriot for life, but now he's in, he's in Chicago. Um, signed a two-year deal, eighteen, no, ten million. Sorry, with five million guaranteed. And Tom Pelissero has reported that. I think that's just a ancillary piece to back up the guys they've already got. Nagy's pretty good in the way that he schemes. I think you know you're talking about a utility play. He lined up more as a running back last year than a wide receiver. So um, I think Nagy's going to use him as one of those sort of utility pieces to um, just get a bit of creativity going. Don't hate the move. I think, uh, depending on where he would have gone, this would have been a good move or not. I quite like it. I think for the way Nagy's going to use him just as sort of a trick play specialist and uh, to maybe get some rotation in, freshen up some plays, um, freshen up some players, give them some rest. Don't hate it. He's uh, he's got he's got some talent to him, and he's very very versatile, which I think is always good. I love this next one. If you were a Vance McDonald owner, absolutely love it. So the Lions have signed former. Steelers tight end Jesse James to a four-year, $25 million contract, $11 million guaranteed. He's just going to be the next Eric Ebron, completely and utterly fantasy irrelevant. I caveat that with the fact of he is the very clear one there. Yeah, but so was Eric Ebron. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> but with the difference is Eric Ebron didn't have um, Matt Patricia, who at least has some knowledge of how to scheme an offense in the sense of he worked under Belichick. So I think if they can use him, it's interesting. I think it's interesting. I, 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 Speculative, I would say then. Ooh. Breaking news. Yeah. Go on then. Hit this me is, with is, your best shot. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow, this is big. Because this is effectively the biggest free agent remaining on the board. And he's oh. just gone or intended to go. Seahawks safety, Earl Thomas, <gasps> intends to sign a four-year, $55 million deal that includes $32 million fully guaranteed to sign at the... Browns. No. Uh. 
Baltimore Ravens. Ah. So they have replaced one of their losses with a very, very, very good talent. Coming off an injury, but he got injured very early in the season. Yes, sir. I like that. I love this move. Big, big statement of intention um, to, to go and get him. He was, yeah, as you mentioned, the Browns were in for him. Quite a few players were in for him. Uh, big piece of breaking news. That is the top, um, you got the, the top 101 free agents according to uh, NFL.com written by Greg Rosenfeld and Chris Wessling. He was number two on that list. Lev Bell was number one. And they're both gone. And he is gone. So big piece of breaking news there. So the Kansas City Chiefs have signed Damian Wilson, linebacker. It's a, they are termed, agreed to terms on a deal. Nothing else is reported as of yet. The Dolphins have signed Eric Rowe, cornerback. It's a one-year contract, $3.5 million. The Vikings have signed Shamar Steven, defensive tackle. Three years, $12.45 million, $5 million in the first year. The Giants have signed Jarvis Land. No, I'm only joking. Antoine, Antone Betha, safety. It's a two-year contract. Yeah, Antoine Beffer was a player who I actually thought the Buccaneers were going to get. So that's the um, third safety you've missed out on. <laughs> well, I say missed out on, I, I, I don't know. Um, the, the thing with Antoine Beffer is he is a Arians ex-alum. So it kind no. of made sense. Not massively expensive. Uh, kind of made sense. So um, that's how I kind of saw it. When we missed out on Honey Badger, we were never in the race for Collins. Not for the kind of money that we were talking about. And I, I, I always said all along I didn't think we would be in the race for Collins because of that. So, um, yeah, Antoine Beffer was, was a player I actually thought would probably end up as a Buccaneer. So, seeing at the Giants is a little surprised, but maybe, you know, the Buccaneers are working on something else yet to be seen. So, that's uh, a little surprising, but not shocking. Steelers have signed Stephen Nelson, cornerback. Nelson has agreed terms to terms on a three-year, $25.5 million deal. Fire the cannons, it's Buccaneers time. Four bits of news. Save the best deal last month. It purely was on alphabetical order, not for anything other than I was just going through and making sure we got all the transactions. So, uh, Dion Buchanan, as we talked about earlier, left Arizona. He has signed a one-year prove-it deal uh, to join the team. Uh, he is the replacement for Quan Alexander, so his deal would be pretty cheap. I don't know. that They haven't released the numbers. I'd be surprised if it's anything over 6-7 mil, uh, given the fact it is a prove-it deal. Might be heavily incentivized to go over that, but I think the guarantee won't be that high. Uh, Cairo Santos, um, I saw something as we were on the pod it's a one-year deal, so Cairo Santos is going to remain as the place kicker, but it's relatively accurate from 40 yards below. Uh, he's not one that's going to get you a lot of a lot of um, distance, uh, and he can't kick off, but that's going to tie into the news I'm going to leave last. So the real interesting piece was Brashard Perryman. So Brashard Perryman actually verbally agreed to re-sign for the Browns on a one-year $4 million deal, but then what happened is when they signed OBJ, they all decided that the best thing was for him to get out of Dodge. And the Buccaneers jumped straight in and said, we'll pay that, cheers. So they um, gave him the same deal. And he's on his way to sunny Florida to join Bruce Arians. Um, wouldn't say he's fantasy relevant, but he's one I'd keep an eye on because with Arians, anyone could be mm-hmm. fantasy relevant at any time. He's effectively the Deshaun Jackson replacement, all speed. Uh, he's very efficient, very efficient with targets. He's not going to command a huge target share. But he's one with good yards after the catch uh, and definitely makes the most of the opportunities thrown his way. Good high catch percentage and things like that. So um, love the move from a Buccaneers perspective just to add a bit of depth there. And then I thought, how much better could it be than to end with punter news? That's right. Punters get deals. So uh, Bradley uh, Pinion plans to leave the 49ers and sign a four-year deal with the Buccaneers who released Brian Anger yesterday. Um, Anger was going to command three million a year, so it was a cap casualty. Uh, Pinion was actually drafted in the fifth round in the 2015. Um, he also handles, so it made sense because Carlos Santos has a, a real tough time in getting those touchbacks. So it looks like uh, Pinion's going to come in and handle the kickoffs, and he's also not a bad little backup um, place kicker as well. So if Santos gets injured mid-game. Pinion can come in and, and take the kicks. So Unlike the Lions when Matt Prater got injured last year and their safety has started taking kicks or something exactly. like that. Exactly. <laughs> so you've got almost like, um, yeah, you've, you've just got a nice sort of bit of insurance there. Like what happens at, um, with Johnny Hecker. Johnny Hecker can come in and kick PKs for the Rams. That so. doesn't surprise me. <laughs> no. So uh, it's a it's a good little bit of business there. And I think he's cheap. He's around about 900 to a, um, 900,000 to a million a year. Um, there's a couple of other pieces of... 
uh, additions that have gone through. So Chiefs tight end uh, Demetrius Harris intends to sign a two-year deal with the Browns. So Browns adding another weapon for Baker Mayfield. And then it looks like that Brandon Bolden is heading back to the Patriots on a two-year deal. He spent one year mostly as a special teamer and, and running back with the Dolphins. Um, so he's heading back to the Patriots. He missed out on last year's uh, success. There's only two teams that have yet to make a free agency thing uh, ad. Sorry, uh, that's the Bengals and the Seahawks. The Ravens were on our list, but as of breaking news, they're now off it. That's correct. So they are. I mean, it's worth noting again that these deals aren't official as of yet. They're still um, breaking, and uh, it, none of these deals become official until eight o'clock tonight. So, a great example of that is the uh, Brashad Perriman deal because it's only verbally agreed. Nothing's actually officially been signed and delivered. They can all teams can get out of these deals, not the trades. The trade, I mean, the trades are all pending, but they'll go through. Um, but anyone like Nick Foles, for example, the, the 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 Jags could have a last minute change of heart and walk away from the deal. It would look terrible, but hey, <laughs> stranger things have happened at sea. Maybe they listened to this pod and thought maybe we should uh, pull out of the deal. I, do you know what, Tom, Tom Coughlin, I'm talking to you right now directly. I know you listen to the pod. Do yourself a favor, void the deal. Um, fake a heart attack do what you got to do right to get out of the deal um even give him some hush money and, and say it was a failed medical whatever it was right just get out of the deal get out of the deal draft a quarterback um sign um sign a quick sign a qb um you can find anything you know i'm sure i'm sure look fitzpatrick's out there going off for him like three million for a year like he'll take it he'll love it i can't turn him down folks he's off <laughs> yeah just go just go 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 get fitzpatrick like just Tom, listen. It's you and me. Forget everyone else. Do it. Do the deal. Just get rid of Foles. Just, just void the deal. Void the deal. Just do it for for all your fans, all nineteen of them. They're going to absolutely <laughs> murder you for doing this deal. Murder you because you've still got bottles on your books. Even keep bottles for a year. Tank and then go get a great one in twenty twenty. Just please, 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 don't sign Nick Foles for fifty million because your life won't be worth living after that. I promise you that it's not worth the pain. I was going to finish on some Kyler Murray news, but it seems only fitting that we just drop the mic now. Well, no, because I think it's it's good to talk about him and also just quickly mention the players that we, we're expecting to go maybe in the next day or so. Well, so I still think there's some big names. Okay. We are running long, Murph. How long? Well, it would be remiss of me to say in case that time shift moves when I edit the pod. That's fair. Okay. So, two, how about we limit it to the next two and a half minutes? All right. So, Kyler Murray, set for his pro day today. He's not been measured. Because he was wearing high heels when he got measured at the Combine. <laughs> and guess what? The Arizona Cardinals are not in attendance. That's right. Steve Keim is not there. Cliff Kingsbury is not there. And neither is owner Michael Bidwill. Interpret that how you will, but I'm saying they're not taking him number one overall. No. Absolutely not. So, strange for a guy you're thinking is lock stock at one. I, I, you know, I've, I've had a few things wrong, period, already, and people have proven me wrong, but I still can't see Kyler Murray going at one to the Arizona Cardinals. I'm not saying he's not going to go at one. I just think at the end of the day, the, these, the Cardinals are playing a game here and they're luring a price to get most value out of their one pick. That's truly what I believe, hand on heart. Um, we will see what happens. Um, funny enough, so this brings me to a, a nice little story, and I know we're tight for time, that I actually sat on a train um, this morning and broke the cardinal rule and actually spoke to the person uh, who was next to me on the train. So I looked over at his phone. He was listening to the Around the NFL podcast as I was listening to the Around the NFL podcast with about 10 minutes. I was 10 minutes ahead of him um, in the podcast. Noticed it, struck up a conversation, sort of pointed to the two phones, and then he found he told me he was an Arizona Cardinals fan. Uh, he got into it because of all or nothing a few years ago. So... Um, shout out if you're listening, um, train person. I didn't catch your name. That's terribly rude of me, and I apologise. But uh, really good chatting to you. And if I see you on the train uh, in the future, then you know we'll have a chat. And uh, good luck on the season because uh, well, it was I, just called chat NFL on the, on the, on. And he downloaded the podcast in front of me. So uh, hats off to you. I tell you what, train person. If you at us on Twitter with your recollection of meeting Murph on the train today, we'll send you out a patch for being our first public acknowledgement on a train. Love that. Yeah, I mean, if you're on a plane, you also get a patch, but we haven't been on a plane yet, so... No, not yet. That's There's time. That's time. I'm just going to whittle off just a few names that we haven't had deals from yet that we can be expecting in the next 24 to 48 hours. So these are top, top players. Uh, Justin Houston, um, KJ Wright, Domkasu, Ziggy Ansar hasn't gone anywhere yet, Tevin Coleman, Ronald Darby, Daryl Williams, 
Jared Cook, Golden Tate, mentioned Zach Brown has been released. He's on this list. Bryce Callahan, Mark Ingram, although we expect him to go and sign for the Ravens. Oh, I don't like that. Tyrell Williams, everyone talked about how hot he was going to be in this market. Uh, Shaquille Barrett, Haha Clinton Dix for safety. Maybe that's someone that could end up in, in Tampa. Uh, Pierre Desir and Maurice Claiborne and Darquis Denard. They're the top 50. Nice. There's just some details on the Landon Collins deal. He's getting 32 million guaranteed. It's 14.33 million averaged over the first three years as his guarantee. Big money at the safety position. That is big money. Right, Rush Nation, it would be remiss of me if I didn't mention this week's sponsor, and that is NFL Vintage UK. These guys have got absolutely fresh, old-school NFL gear on their website. The website is nflvintageuk.com. They've got jerseys, starter gear, sweatshirts, snapbacks, loads of signed stuff as well. If you head over there, use our exclusive codes, which is 5YardRush. They'll sort you out with 10% store-wide. Let them know we sent you. Right, Murph? How about this? If the first three people that tweet us that they've bought from there can also have a patch, if they send us email confirmation, or not an email, a screenshot of confirmation of purchase, and we'll verify with the guys themselves that they purchased through um, NFL Vintage UK and with the offer code. So you're getting not just 10% off, but you're getting a very rare limited edition five yard rush patch thrown in exclusively yours. So the first three people to buy from there will also get a patch. I love that. Right, Murph, it's time to sign off. I will see you later in the week for our guest interview. I don't know what day. We'll figure it out. Friday? Friday's good with me. Murph, I'll see you Friday. See you Friday. Rush Nation, you'll hear us Friday, but until then, keep rushing. You thought this episode was over, Rush Nation, but we've got a cheeky bit of after the music special news. Mark Ingram was just signed with the Ravens. Justin, I hated it. I hate it even more now. It's official. Three-year, $15 million deal. Intends to sign with the Baltimore Ravens later on this evening. Um, as I said to you minutes ago, uh, I expected this to get done, and it has been done. With that, Rush Nation, we're out. Peace. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive, who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.